Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibu First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Perhaps the most famous of the Mi'kmaq Grand Chiefs was Membertu. He was chief of the Mi'kmaq Nation near Port Royal in what became the first French settlement in Nova Scotia. French author Marc Lescarbeau said this about Membertu. He's at least 100 years old and may in the course of nature live 50 years longer. He has under him a number of families whom he rules, not with so much authority as does our king over his subjects, but with sufficient powers to harangue, advise, and lead them to war, or to render justice to one who has a grievance and like matters. Member two had very friendly relationships with the French. He was known to have acquired his own French shallop or sailboat, which he used to trade with the Europeans far out to sea. On June 24, 1610, Member two became the first native leader to be baptized as a Christian by the French as a sign of alliance and good faith. All 21 members of Member 2's immediate family were eventually baptized. Member 2's baptism was part of the entry by the Mi'kmaq into a relationship with the Catholic Church, known as the Mi'kmaq Concordat. This week on Mi'kmaq Matters, our subject is the Mi'kmaq flag, or the Grand Council flag, as it's officially known. It's been flown at Grenfell College to mark the territory as Mi'kmaq land, and it now has a permanent place at the Halibu office in Cornerbrook. It even hangs here in the Mi'kmaq Matter studio. I'm looking at it now. The moon and star in red sit on a white background. But the central element is the red T formation. I've puzzled over the meaning of this red T and asked around whether it is the Christian cross. As the story of Member 2 illustrates, there's a long relationship between the Catholic Church and the Mi'kmaq people. But while many Mi'kmaq still follow the Christian faith, others have a different, more indigenous-centered spirituality and recall the pain inflicted on indigenous people by the Catholic churches and other Christian faiths. The relationship between the Halapu and the Grand Council flag is all the more troubled by the fact that we are not part of the Grand Council, which resents our founding via an arrangement with the federal government and no consultation with them. Searching for answers, I reached out to John Cremo, a captain or officer in the Grand Council. Mr. Cremo says not much is known about the origins of the flag, but the Grand Council interpretation is that the T formation is not the Christian cross. And should the Halibu be flying the Grand Council flag at all? No, says Mr. Cremo, not until we're recognized as part of the Grand Council. I began my conversation with Mr. Cremo by asking him about the role of the Grand Council. We have a Grand Chief. We have a spokesman for all the other captains, like all the other captains put together from our territory, from our territory, uh, land. Uh, that's our tribe where it comes from. Yes. It covers part of Quebec, part of um, the United States, New Brunswick, PEI, Newfoundland and Nova Scotia and Cape Verde and PEI. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are our districts, and they have seven districts. And way back ago, we used to have like the seven district chiefs, uh, with a local chief, and they send a district chief uh, to these meetings about uh, 
about fishing and hunting and where should people would go. Uh, we just have to notify people or people be notified where they should be so we don't get overabundant of people in one area. Uh, that's for, so these, uh, days, uh, these days the Grand Council would be mostly involved in cultural uh, matters because I guess the the chiefs of the Indianac bands would look after the more official things. So um, uh, More likely financially wise, but we are the... We were the governors, the governments at that time, because uh, we were the ones that signed the treaties. You know what I mean? The the banshees and uh, even the council on these days, and uh, they're just new in the in the sixties, in the mid sixties, and um, uh, that's a new thing. So we still had to keep our own. We still have our um, um, treaties that somebody uh, recites off, and we have lawyers that uh, interpret. Uh, what we can, what how our treaties are still uh, being used. What do we know about the about the origins of the flag? Where, where, where who uh, drew the flag? Who designed the flag? And what, uh, how long has it been around? Do we know that? Uh, I don't even know that really because we had a different flag before, and um, and uh, uh, then we got another uh, uh, another flag, and that's the one we got now. You know what I mean? Yes, the one we have now with the with the cross and the moon and the star. How long has yeah. that one been around? Well, I'm not really sure. I'm not really know about the date on it there, but uh, there's a lot of good stories about that because uh, uh, I know they were talking about this in the 2000s, and it wasn't because of the flag, but we had something that looked like a flag. So how we interpreted this, a lot of them were like astrologers and all that in my land, and. Uh, um, when the people were at night and they would study these planets that were out there and the planets would line up uh, in like a T formation on a certain time. Mm. Basically, uh, and they would talk about this will happen, this will happen, and there there will be a change of game and, and all that. But uh, to me, it's a story. Mm. Um, because I, I don't look at night, really. Uh, to me, anyway, I'm a, I'm a day person. Mm. Um, so... There's a lot of um, interpretations on that flag. Depends who, what um, professor or teacher or or what group you're listening to. Or uh, it's mostly uh, Larsanti Maiomi. That's our Grand Council flag. You say the flag has various. There is be given various interpretations. What in, what different interpretations have you have you heard about the flag? For example, some people see the cross as a as a Christian symbol, like in the Christian Church. Uh, have you heard that interpretation? I, I heard that too, but um, it's basically uh, we covered uh, in my way, and uh, when you're a, a traditionalist, uh, we call it the four directions. Mm. The four directions of that, and it represents like uh, uh, mankind and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, humans. Humans yes. are like that. anything that is on, just on the red zone is anything that uh, walks on the earth or or breeds and has its own spirit, you know what I mean? And so that was what it represents. It also represents us uh, uh, in some ways. The sun also uh, is like a, like a spirit giver, mm-hmm. a spirit giver, because if you, uh, if we symbolize the sun as the, um, uh, as the, uh, what's it called, the spirit givers, and uh, the stars, the stars, uh, the, the stars, uh, like it's all mankind and all that. And, uh, the white part of the flag is like purity and all that, but there's a lot of different inter- interpretations that are 
that are out there and um in um but in the grand council we have one meaning and uh, more likely if you're traditional you keep you keep the same meaning we have the uh, the same meaning like uh it doesn't say that is uh uh this is jesus this is god or whatever we always state them as creators you know the flag is being uh, flown in a lot of places in Nova Scotia now, and uh, I think in government buildings and at Dalhousie University and many public uh, buildings. So uh, yeah, my daughter, you... uh, my daughter went to Sanifex uh, and uh, um, and she like demanded or introduced or wanted to be uh, wanted to have a flag in there because when we have gatherings like First Nation people all over the way, more like we put a there's a song in the there's a flag song too when you raise it up there's a flag song for taking it down there's a flag song for putting away um but that's the uh, uh the traditional way of putting the flag up so more likely when we're putting it in our meeting in the chapel island uh, we have people singing to the flag when we raise it up mm. and uh, it stays on until we uh, when we leave when we leave we take it down take it with us so it's same effect, so, so they leave the flag up all the time, or is it for a special Just time? now. It'll be just first time happening this time. My daughter been going there since three years, and she's been fighting that to stay up. Because he huh? said uh, there's First Nation people uh, going into this uh, establishment, but uh, there's no flags. You see the other flags up there, and that representing us. Hmm. So um, this year, I think it's going to be, um, she said it's going to be uh, flying, uh, all year round, they just gave us a um, uh, history month in the uh, heaven on uh, last time, yeah. and uh, that was the first time that a uh, Grand Council flag was up in Saint Effects. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, so other you... other uh, universities got the uh, message now, and they got their flags on it. Not that much of a big commotion like the commotion that we went through over here. We had um, as uh, as in the Grand Council as a captain and. Uh, um, and the Grand Chief, we had an input in that to uh, why, is it, why is it important to have a uh, Mi'kmaq flag. So we know there's Mi'kmaqs in this establishment. That's why we got the flag. Yes. But there's other um, races there, another race, and a lot of different kind of races there. But we were the uh, like the founding of the uh, is our were the originals, the originals uh, that were occupying this territory. Yes. And to find respect with our flag, so you know there some of us are, and means that you are welcome and uh, to be in this place. Yes. So now, uh, also at the Halibut office in uh, in Cornerbrook, uh, the the Grand Council flag is is being flown. Um, how do you feel about that? Because of course uh, the Halibut are not part of the Grand Council, but they are flying the Grand Council flag. Uh, do you think that's okay? To me, uh, to me personally, it's I don't know how strong. Not, this is my argument uh, we were running into, and and even Senefex is uh, running into like that. Uh, they had a pile of money for Aboriginal uh, Aboriginal people in um, in our area, and uh, African Can uh, Canadians in uh, in this area, and we had a bunch of money people donating it, and um, what I told them there's a lot of people that are coming in and they're saying there are. Uh, First Nation, and uh, the only thing that I want from them is to see if they have a status card, valid status card, so they can obtain or get that money. Um, uh, but they were just handing out, just saying, I'm a First Nation person, and my grandmother was an Asian, more likely they got the money. But they stopped that after that, and they have a little bit more questions about it now. 
it's so easy for African Canadians to uh, get it. Um, they got no guidelines other than what the uh, government are saying. Mm. You know, they gave us the bad number. So, and and you and you think that because the Halibut did not come into the Grand Council, that they're not uh, actually part of uh, of Mi'kma'ki because uh, they did not come into the Grand Council. No, they like they came in from the back door. You know what I mean? Uh, in my in my way. You know, and that's not how we feel. You know, uh, we don't. Um, uh, in my reserve, they're not. Um, their cards are not honored here because it's not. Um, it's not by the uh, the Grand Council or the mm -hmm. Chief and Council around this area. Mm -hmm. And and I don't so, know how government can say that you are a First Nation. And you're not a First Nation. How I don't know how they can say it, other than us saying it. Hmm. So if if you were to be asked, uh, should the uh, Grand Council flag be flown at the Halibut headquarters in Cornerbrook, you would say no then, because they they did not come in through the Grand Council. No, they just like uh, like they just got dressed for, to be a First Nation person. To me, anyway. John Cremo a captain in the Mi'kmaq Grand Council. And that's it for the show. Thanks to Allison Baker for assistance here in the studio. Thanks to Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss for the use of Celebration Time. Check us out online, mi'kmaq-matters.blogspot.ca. Follow us on Twitter, listen on SoundCloud, or subscribe on iTunes. And listen on Bay of Islands Radio, boir.ca, Thursdays at 6 p.m. We're in Flat Bay next weekend for the Bay St. George Powwow. Looking forward to seeing many of you there. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.